0: Appreciate you joining us, Jim and Cake, today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. So, when you look at the Avalanche, and look where they are right now, it's not do ideal. Get, do you get a feeling that this team is probably heading for maybe another one of those second-round exits? Second round, honestly, it could, it could very well be first round.
1: It could be a one-and-done. And And that's not necessarily for lack of trying or lack of talent. It's just they're just too banged up. And I think they're kind of in their own heads a little bit because, you know, you get the big win over San Jose. That was good, but the two games before that were awful. And then you got the game last night where you played awful in the first period. You got better in the second. And then the third period, it all went away. So... I don't know if it's a mental thing. I don't know if it's just an injury thing. Maybe a little bit of both. Maybe a lot of both. We will see.
0: We will see. So text or call us. 970-242-1340. If you uh, have some thoughts on that. Because last night, look, Kel McCarr laid it out. I mean, we, we have to start approaching this like every game's a playoff game. To get ready for the postseason. And, and they did not... Approach it like that last night I just think if you're hoping for a Stanley Cup Repeat you could very Well be disappointed be Very very disappointed Alright so we have a winner for um, We're in the world world's Tyler Franzen Correct? We do <laughs> And now ladies and gentlemen
2: The winner of the contest It's another winner on the Team Sports Network
1: Congratulations to Steve, correctly identifying George Steinbrenner Field in Tampa, Florida. Well done. Where his New York Yankees play spring training baseball and have been since 1996.
0: So congratulations to Steve today.
1: Getting a case of beer, some fat tire, and just a reminder because every now and then it still creeps up that we have to remind people. We are closed on Fridays, so if you come in to pick up a prize on a Friday, you will be sorely disappointed. Monday through Thursday, eight to five,
0: you'll be standing outside the door going, "Can somebody let me in?" And somebody, somebody, somebody might. We're not going to give anything well, to you cause because I don't have any. I don't, don't have, have, have the login. We don't have access to to make that happen, unfortunately.
1: I don't have the login to Carmen's computer, and frankly, if I did, I'd be making some changes. I'd start with like closing all of the tabs she has like. And I love Carmen. I love all the work that she does. She's our receptionist, by the way. She's our front office receptionist. She's a wonderful human. She leaves like 10 or 12 tabs open on Google Chrome. And like it drives that more than anything drives me
0: nuts. It bothers you that much, huh?
1: Eh, well, there's lots of things that bother me, Jim. You you know this. I'm one of the crankiest well, yeah, old you man don't.
0: You've surpassed the Buckeye boy as our youngest old guy here.
1: I am the youngest old man. It's, I you know, things just kind of irk me sometimes. Leaving your tabs open on Google Chrome. Like, leaving them open and then, like, putting the computer to sleep so that they're still open when she comes into the office the next day. Doesn't even close them out for, like, the... Uh, you know. Okay, so this day's is days end.
0: I have to ask the question. Oh God! How does it affect you? It doesn't. It really does If you use that computer, which I my, actually have used that computer okay, a couple times, but it's not one you r- routinely use. No. That's pretty much her computer. It pretty much is. Little tech tip Beg- though begs the question: Why do you care? But then, okay, I, your tech tip here. Okay, there's. Google Chrome is notorious
1: for if you leave tabs open, it will just slow down your RAM speed, the random access memories controller. It's it it will slow down the the RAM on your computer to a point where other other programs, other things on your computer will start to run slower. You know, if you're, like, editing video or something or if you're doing anything else that's not just, like, on YouTube or on Google Chrome doing something. If you've got, like, 10 or 12 tabs open on Chrome and you're trying to do something else, your whole computer is going to get slow. And that's partially because Google Chrome is very power-hungry because it's
0: Google. So, you're, you feel like you're, you're trying to do her a I'm favor. I'm trying to help her You're trying You're trying to help a colleague. At. I'm
1: trying to make her computer last longer so that she doesn't need to get it replaced, or that she doesn't need to get like certain parts replaced.
0: Have you told her this?
1: Anytime I try to tell Carmen something where I say I'm trying to help you, she uh, she doesn't take it well.
3: So.
0: Okay.
1: So, so we're so we're, we've we're we're gonna maybe cross that bridge when when she comes back from her vacation.
0: Hmm. Okay. So initially, I thought, okay, why? Why do you care about that? But I understand the intent now from from Cake that it, it's to it's to help out, help help her computer run better. Yes, help out her IT guy Bob Carmen. Yes, Bobby, Car- helping out Bobby Carmen. I I only aim to help. Does she give her a? Does she give you the mind your own business thing a little bit? There's a little bit of that. Okay.
1: The most grief I give her is her shopping addiction, but that's that's. We'll save that conversation
0: for later. Is that what some of these tabs are open to all the time? Okay, all the oh, time. oh little Amazon, little or. Uh, at work shopping, huh? Okay. all the time. Okay, I
1: catch catcher in the huh. act all the time.
0: Huh. That's that's in, that's interesting. Hmm. Okay, so anyhow, now no, like I could say that I've never done that before. Come on, <laughs>
1: yeah, no,
0: I've, you've done that too. I, Buckeye's I done man. that. He's always on Fanatics. But... get new Guardians gear or whatever. But we at least close our tabs when we're done. Okay. Sorry. That's, that's, Sorry. I, 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 I'll get off my horse about but that. I, but I, I feel like your intentions are good.
1: I try. It's not always the end result that works, but it's fine.
0: So, if you got some thoughts about the Avalanche today, if the playoffs started today, here's what the playoffs would look like. This is from ESPN, by the way. Western Conference... Dallas would be your your one. Your would be um, would would take on Edmonton. So be Dallas and Edmonton, Minnesota, Colorado, Ooh, Vegas, Winnipeg, the Kings and the Kraken. So that would be your playoff matchups in the West and the Eastern Conference team. is going to be your, your number one team in the NHL. Boston against Pittsburgh, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Carolina, the Islanders. The Devils-Rangers, New York's favorite, the Devils. No, I'm just kidding. They don't They don't count because they're not in New York.
1: At least New Jersey Devils are honest about where they play.
0: The artist formerly known as the Colorado Rockies, the uh, New right. Jersey Devils. Yes. All right, who do we have in the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line? We have Jim. Jim. Hello, Jim. How are you this fine Friday morning, sir?
3: Well, is it fine this morning? It's a little overcast.
0: Well, I mean, it's I don't know. we're be
3: fifty. So we're, I'm, Jim, we're I'm upright. i sure that's going to happen. We're
0: upright. We're functioning, and I won't say a high <laughs> level, true. but we're functioning. And so, I say it's a fine that's day true. if I'm any any yeah. day that I'm, you know, I'm on the right side of the grass. It's a it's a fine day.
3: Right, and I mean, um, Dion. I don't know if you follow the bus. I'm sure you do, but the, uh, uh, he had a little. Coaching moment where he said the same thing. How are you not going to have a lovely day? You know, you got all this stuff going on, but it's up to you. You might have an ugly minute, an ugly moment, an ugly hour, but your day, you control that. So I like I like where your headspace at.
0: Well, thank you. I'm yeah. trying. I'm working really hard. You know, it's been it's been tough. We've been we've been <laughs> so moving. Real, real we've been quick, moving, I have Jim, to, and to so agree with Tyler. Okay.
3: Um, the tab thing, my wife. I wish it was only 10 and I have the same conversation that he has had with your, your sweet receptionist. The other thing that gets me is she doesn't clean out her email. I'll look at her phone and she's got like 2,200, you know, open new or not open new emails. So I don't get it, but
0: okay, Jim, I have to, let me ask a question though. See this, this, this involves further investigation. Is this a computer you use?
3: No. No.
0: Then leave it right there, then. If it's not a computer you use, <laughs> then why do you care? But, but
3: I just, I see it. I'm just like, I just want to click them all and closed I thought, and clean I, out your, just dump your email already. You know, I thought but I was one of the yeah, most anal retentive
0: human beings or around about, about certain things. Not everything. <laughs> That's my wife. Not about everything. Not about the things uh, that probably truly matter. But, you know, it's like me with, okay, the microwave at work. Uh, even if I'm not going to use the microwave, which I do use the microwave, so it's not like I... So that's where my thing is, if you don't use it, then say, why do you care? Anything that's communal is just going to be accessible. When we have people, Jim, that they take something out of the microwave early. We all do that. We put it in for too much time. It's like, okay, I don't need... Okay, it looks like it's ready to go. There's 10 seconds left. Does it kill you to hit the clear out the microwave?
3: Thank you. But I use that, though. See? And I I'm, use right, it though. I'm right there with you. I'll always come home and and put my stuff in the kitchen. I'll look over and there's like five seconds left on the microwave.
0: Why? Why is just it? Just like, hit, ah,
3: yeah. okay. So just clear that out. Just hit, hit the button, clear it. It's, it's, there's got to be some kind of chemical imbalance or something in my head that stuff like that bug me. So, uh, But I'm a huge no. replace the toilet paper guy, too. Don't freaking just leave the paper roll on there. Put a new roll on. I, 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 I,
0: is your wife guilty of that? Does she do that?
3: Oh yeah. Wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah there's oh. no
3: way in. Okay. I didn't want this to turn into a bag on my wife because I I love her. <laughs> we've been married a long, long, long time.
0: So she's she gonna call up and and, and, and <laughs> hey, you know what? Guess what? Guess what? Jim doesn't do. Is she gonna come up and <laughs> fire back with some? It leaves the toilet or seat with up with a or or response. <laughs>
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, so, okay, circle back around to sports. Okay, please, um, yeah, thanks, Jim, please. Uh, Avalanche, I, I hope they can get it together. I I'm the, I feel the same way. If they get out of first round, I'll be surprised. Um, my biggest question is the Broncos, and we were discussing this the other day at Bowling League um, up at Orchard Mesa. We're, there's a ton of pressure on the Broncos this year. We get that. But to zero in with all the different things that are going on, you guys talked about, um, you know, their draft 2.0, they're going after quite a few offensive linemen and a couple of D, D linemen guys. Where, where's the biggest pressure point in the organization? Is it Coach Payton and his young, you know, I hope they energize me staff? Is it offense, defensive line? Is it, you know, let's ride Russ?
0: The, the pressure is it point. The
3: defense. Th- um, okay. You know, can they do what they did last year? I mean, we've we've talked about it for a ton. They held them guys in the games, and if they just had one passing touchdown, it's an eight game swing. So, is it the defense? Is it office Payton? You know, is the pressure mostly on him because this is his brainchild? Um. I know there's a lot of options there, but where do you think the, the greatest pressure on the Broncos is for them to hopefully go in the right direction this year?
0: It's Wilson. It's Russ. It's the offense. It, it's it's all it's all about him. I think the defense, even with Vance Joseph, I think the defense will be fine.
3: It, it's about what you're they can supposed, do. You're not supposed to swear on the air, Jim. I
0: know. I can't believe you said Vance Joseph. I know. Well, I have, I have to because it's <laughs> – <laughs> That's a, I, I, not
3: a fan of that. that hire there. I'm
0: I'm not crazy so. about it either, but I'm 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 going to hope that the talent that is there will overcome. will, will, will overcome. We'll rise above. Let's 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 hope he can do a decent job. I I think it's all about the right. offense. It's about this offense so, not being a a a. I mean this. Jim, they were a franchise. They were a franchise historically worst offense in 2022. You don't get much worse yeah. than what the Broncos were. Offensively, and like you said, if they lost, it was actually it was I think it was nine nine one score games, and if you if you win half of those, you're probably in position to be a playoff team, maybe a wild card, and and unfortunately that that did not happen. I just think it comes back to what what the offense what they what they do offensively. Because Sean Payton's going to be there, regardless what happens with Russ. Russ can be brilliant, brilliant this year, or he might have another horrific season. They will walk from Russell Wilson in 2024 if he doesn't play well this year. The the hits yeah, not nearly as not not nearly as bad next year. Still going to hurt. Still painful. Still a a painful lesson learned. And George Payton will probably be gone if Russ doesn't play well. And this team's not at least contending for a playoff spot. I think it's all about what Wilson does at the quarterback spot. I think that, yeah, that I think that the defense will a focus gi- area. Yeah, defense will give him a chance. I think the defense will still be be pretty good even with Vance there. They'll always have a great week of practice. We know that. That's oh yeah. a, it's a guarantee that every week will be a great week of practice. I, I'm, well, I'm hoping special teams will be better. They they have to be better, and we'll see because it's a it's a staff that's got a mixture of some young guys, but it's also staff with, with with some veteran guys like a. A, a Joe Lombardi, that that uh, that know Peyton and been around the league. Of course, Joe was the OC and with the LA Chargers, yeah. and so there's a little mixture. of That Vance has been around for a while, so there's a mixture of some veteran coaches with some you know guys getting their first crack at being a position coach, like like Zach Strafe as the offensive line coach. So we'll we'll see what happens, Jim. Hopefully, the the results yeah, are well, dramatically better than well, they were in 2022.
3: Yeah, well, let's let's hope they can do do something. I know. There's some rumors about some players with free agency. Um, I really hope they keep the receiver squad together. I hope they don't ship anybody, any of those guys off. Um, I don't, Where we sit is, as far as the cap, I mean, how much money does the Broncos have that they can play with to try and bring in, you know, Orlando and, and some guys that would really be a big, a big plus to the team. What, what kind of money do they have? That they can so, mess around with to try and bring those guys in.
1: If they release a few names, Graham Glasgow, Ronald Darby, and I believe Chase Edmonds was another name they got. It was out there. it was
0: Gr- Glasgow, Darby, Chase Edmonds, and Mike Purcell.
1: So if they release those four guys, they'll have about thirty million in cap space uh, after that.
0: It'll it'll add it'll add to that. So they'll go, they'll save about thirty million in cap space. So they'll they'll jump from sixteenth in cap space. Yeah, so that means they'll save about thirty million dollars. You're you're correct. I'm sorry. They currently have the 16th most, according to Sport Spot Track, they have the 16th most cap space right now with nine point seven three nine point seven three four million dollars. That could they could get up to around thirty million dollars if they cut those four guys, which is probably none of those four guys. To be quite honest, are big-time impactful guys for this football team. So,
3: Well, uh, I mean, it, it sounds like a lot of money to you and me, but in the NFL world, that doesn't sound like a, a whole lot to work with with the size of contracts these days. But it does
0: take them up to fourth, though, the fourth most cap space in the league. So it, it, it does uh, make, a, make a big uh, improvement in terms of that. Hey, Jim, always great to hear from you. Thank you so much.
3: Sure, sure guys. Have a good weekend.
0: You too. Take care, Jim. All right, uh, Jim, with some... Thoughts about his wife not changing out the toilet paper roll? and That's a guy thing, typically. But we don't do that.
1: See, I, and I, I live by myself. So so you only
0: have you to blame.
1: I would only have me to
0: blame. Uh, do you want to mention before we take a break, Chris Dempsey coming up next, that uh, Michaela Schifrin gets her record 86th World Cup victory. Congratulations, to Michaela Schifrin. Let's go! Uh, competing in Sweden. So uh, record-tying 86th World Cup race. <laughs> And uh, she was asked, according to the Denver Post, by a Swedish broadcaster to uh, address Ingmar Stenmark, the uh, phenomenal, legendary skiing standout who, I guess, promised to watch her race from his home. And um, Schifrin responded to uh, Ingmar Stenmark, who's 66 years old now, by the way, and uh, about the respect she talked about, the respect she has for him. The historic mark he said in 1989 that a lot of people thought was beyond reach in terms of his success in skiing. And uh, I guess uh, Ingmar Stenmark has said, Michaela Schifrin is a way better skier than I ever was.
1: That's high praise. That's
0: high praise. That's
1: very high praise.
0: All right, congratulations to her. 919 Chris Dempsey covers the Nuggets for Altitude, joins us next on the Jim Davis Show.
2: It's a good show. The best show around. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. It's Nuggets Talk with Altitude's Chris Dempsey on the Jim Davis Show on the team.
0: Joining us right now, the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line covers the Nuggets for Altitude. It's Chris Dempsey. Chris, it's been too long. How are you doing, sir?
2: Doing fantastic. How are you? It has been a long time. I'm glad to be back.
0: Well, great to have you back on with us this morning here on, on this side of the hill. So, before we get into the Lost the Bulls and, and some of the things going on right now, I want to get your reaction to what Kendrick Perkins had to say the other day. And, and I'm glad that uh, some some facts were laid out in, in regard to things that Kendrick Perkins said about uh, the lack of racial diversity among NBA MVP voters. I'm, I'm glad some of that uh, was, uh, was presented by ESPN when he made some comments in regard to Nikola Jokic and his candidacy for a third straight MVP. I just, I just want your takeaway on that because I'm, I'm, I'm watching that and I'm listening to what Kendrick Perkins is saying, and I respect him as a former player and, and his knowledge of the game, but I'm kind of going, wait a minute, I, you know, there, there are guys that that's uh, a, it's a more diverse group than I think that he led on, and that's obviously what what came, uh, to be, you know, to be proven that that's a, a more diverse group of individuals in terms of a racial background that's among those voters. I was just. Uh, Taken aback by it a little bit, I guess. Just what what was your reaction when you heard what uh, what he had to say?
2: Well, you know, I was. Um, let's see, uh, uh, the whole range of emotions, right? <laughs> sure. Uh, you're disappointed and you're frustrated, and um, you know, uh, you know, it, he's a a person that was kind of gra- he's been grasping at straws for uh, you know many weeks now in terms of this. MVP debate, but to go to that space was um, it just wasn't true, you know? I mean, I, look, I uh, you, you know, I, I i was, I wrote for the Denver Post for 14 years, covered the Nuggets for a bunch of years at the, Denver, at the Denver Post before I even stepped foot at altitude, and I would say that of the four major sports, the NBA has by far the most diverse group of reporters when, you know, coast to coast. Um, so that just wasn't a thing, and Um, You know, to inject your race into it the way he did, I I just. There are times when that is. (laughs) That's a conversation that needs to be had. Absolutely. This wasn't one of them, you know, but this wasn't one of them, and it's really just not a part of it. And I I think when you look at Nikola Jokic and um, the fatigue from some people. Now, I I have to stress this because he's going to win the MVP. um, And. You know, what that really means is, by and large, the people voting for this award um, are just seeing it for what it is. You know, they're just taking these players at, uh, you know, for what their body of work this season is. And so I I think that's going to put Nikola Jokic over the top, although obviously uh, Giannis has really made a push here uh, late in in the season. So we'll see. Um, But uh, I I, I think for him, for for, Nikola Jokic, the – the, the case for him to be MVP is so airtight that if you are of the opinion that he should not win it, then the only thing that you could possibly do is start making it up. <laughs> you could start saying he's stat padding, and you could say that it's a racial thing, and you could say all this. But what, but what you can't say is that there aren't about 15 different statistical categories. Oh, and one of them is the Nuggets are first place in the Western Conference, That doesn't, that says they all point to this individual as being worthy for the MVP. And when you run out of things to say, when you run out of actually, when you have no real solid arguments against that, sometimes you go to to places where you shouldn't go. Um, I was extremely upset and disappointed with um, Kidrick Perkins. I don't even know. You know, yeah, you know, some of these instances, it's hard to even know how much you really truly they a person really truly believes versus this is what they're saying for television. But when you double down on it the way he did, I think there was something on, on the inside there uh, that you know that was coming out and and it was too bad. But um, I'm glad ESPN cleared up at least the the fact that right it, 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 you know the the voting base is is um it is a diverse group of voters. And so um, hopefully we can. Uh, kind of put this to bed, but it, I mean, I, I don't, look, I, if, if Nikola wins and then the Nuggets don't go past the second round of the playoffs, then we'll be right here in this space again next year.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, well stated, Chris, Chris Dempsey from Altitude covers the Nuggets uh, joining us today on the team sports network. And I, I just, you know, to kind of final, you know, thoughts about this with, with Kendrick Perkins also being very selective of, well, you know, uh, Nowitzki and um, and yeah. Steve Nash and Nikola Jokic, they, they didn't finish in the top 10 in scoring. Well, well, neither did Magic Johnson when he won a couple of MVPs. I mean, but mm-hmm. but Magic was very much like Nikola, a guy that just fills up the score sheet, one of the greatest players of all time. You can't, you can't pick just this, this one segment of, of, of players and go, well, yeah, they didn't do this, but when there was another segment of players, that did the same thing, and they won, and nobody questioned that. You're not questioning that. I just thought that was another thing that was was uh, f- fitting the, the, his own facts around his personal belief of of why Nicole Jokic shouldn't win a third MVP.
2: Yeah, well, and think about this: just a few years ago, he was pushing Chris Paul to win the MVP. Chris Paul, at the point at that time, was below 100 on the scoring <laughs> list. Like he was so far down on the scoring list that that wasn't even a thought but it was Chris Paul's full body of work the fact that he's out there and impacting winning for a basketball team oh and by the way he's obviously one of the top assist players and one of the top steals players and so those categories he did rank very high in and so you know the thing one of the things that was really ridiculous was when he started talking about moving the goalposts and where are the goalposts and why are they all moving well you 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 are moving them like they're just you're the one doing that Yeah, yeah. A couple of years ago, this this was okay, and now it's not okay. Now you're trying to say, well, maybe should just the, the MVP should just go to the scoring leader each year. That's that's, that's dumb. I mean, it's just so it's uh you know it's it's but there are look the, the goalposts are it, it is obviously it's every year it's a complicated award because the question is is what does value mean and the valuable part and what. How are we defining that, and what does that look like over the course of a regular season? Is that just stats, high stats? Does it mean you're just the actual best player in the league? Does it mean that if we take you off your team, your team totally falls apart, which to me is value. What's your value toward winning for your basketball team? And for Nikola Jokic, we saw it last year. The Nuggets probably may have been a play play in team if he wouldn't have been on the on, on the squad. And yet he was. Yet they were top six because he was. And this year, now he has lifted that team even higher to the number one spot, number one seed. So from a winning standpoint, and from stats that are just unreal across the board, um, yeah, look, he is very deserving of it. And there's really no case to be made that's significant or really pertinent enough against him
0: now yeah, this th- these are the kind of comments to me that number 1 i they're, they're I, I don't I, you know he doubled down like you said I don't feel like it's you know if that's how he feels okay i i guess that's how he feels just finding things to create you know clickbait that kind of stuff then mm-hmm. that, that 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 bothers me about it and it doesn't it doesn't help promote what what I feel like the NBA, like you said, I think, you know, the most diverse league in sports and from, from top to bottom, it doesn't help to promote that. And, and with, the, with that kind of dialogue, I, I just don't think.
2: Well, it doesn't. And, and it takes, you know, look, there are times where there's a, a real racial conversation to be had.
0: Absolutely.
2: And, you know, and, and so don't keep in those times by assigning it to stuff like the MVP, which there's no, like there's, it's not a thing in this situation. And so, um, you know I, I just wish that sometimes um, we would think about that you know because you know it, it's it, it's far too important a, a subject to now assign it to places where it's not applicable and this was one of those things and so now we have a kind of a, a national conversation in sports circles and basketball circles around race that w- we should never be having right now because it's not this is not the. This is not the time. This is not the space, and this is not the issue for it to be uh, to be in, in the spotlight. And so, um, you know, some, there's there's too many times I think we play fast and loose with this kind of stuff. Kendrick Perkins did that, and now there's no coming back. Now it's all on, on all of our minds, and you know, and 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 we're talking it through, and and it's just we should never have been in this space, but but we are, and it's good to know though that um, you know more thoughtful heads are prevailing here we're all kind of looking at it thinking it through talking it through um assigning evidence actual factual evidence to things rather than just saying the stuff on television and so um you know uh, at least uh, you know from from that standpoint uh you can take a little bit of solace.
0: he covers the nuggets for altitude chris Dempsey joining us today on the jim davis show on the team sports network uh, chris will will turn to what's going on Actually, on the court with uh, the Nuggets losing to the Bulls the other night, yeah, the four game winning streak got snapped. It just, it just one of those. It was you're going to throw out a clunker no matter how good you are. As good as the Nuggets have been playing, once in a while you're going to throw out a clunker, and and that was the the Bulls game the other night.
2: Yeah, it definitely, definitely was. I mean, 21 points is by far the worst home loss, and they've they've only had five of them. <laughs> but <laughs> but, uh, but it was a it was an interesting game because. Uh, they did get off to a good start. I mean, they were winning fourteen to four, and then after that point, everything kind of just fell apart a little bit. And I just thought that, I just thought that after that early start, they took the they took the foot off the pedal a little bit, and then and Chicago, just kind of kept grinding. And uh, you know, part two is this: is is uh, you look at the Bulls team, and especially that that starting lineup that they put out there, and you just wonder how on earth they have the record that they have. I mean, there's just too many good players on that team for them to have an under five, a well under 500 record, but that's where they are. Um, but then offensively, I thought the Nuggets just didn't execute, not nearly the way that they have um, all season long. I mean, I, Michael Malone after the game said, um, I haven't seen like that team. I don't recognize, you know, that Nuggets team. I That's not a, that's, that's not a performance that we have put on the court almost ever uh, this season. And the spacing was really bad. Now the one thing Chicago really is good at is, is defense. And, If you are going to allow them to kind of um, pack the paint a little bit, kind of shrink the floor, pack the paint, um, and then um, make it easy for them to get out to shooters because they're just not standing far enough away, then you let a good defensive team become a great defensive team. And I thought that that was what really was happening with the Nuggets as we got into that third quarter. The spacing was really, really bad. And so you just really want to you really want to spread teams that are really good defensive teams like that out as far, stretch them out as far as possible, then put them in rotation. Get the ball moving from side to side and make them have to make these multiple efforts. Now you can um, get, a, you know, you can swing the ball to the other side. You can drive a closeout. You can swing it to the other side, drive another closeout, and now you've created openings against a very tough defensive team. Uh, the the Nuggets really just didn't do that. There was a lot of stagnant offense possessions, really close in, bad spacing. And it just allowed Chicago to, to really get a, a foothold um, into that game, especially defensively. We're
1: talking with altitudes Chris Dempsey, who covers the Nuggets here on the team on the Jim Davis show. Chris, I want to ask you, Zeke Naji has been out for a while dealing with uh, shoulder injury. Yeah. If and when he is able to return, what do you think will be the, the transition process? And how do you think what, what kind of role do you think he would have on this Nuggets team after being gone for so long?
2: Yeah, unfortunately for Zeke, it's just too bad. Every, every time he plays, really starts to get uh, to a space where he's playing really well. He seems to have an injury situation uh, crop up, and uh, unfortunately for him, I, I think um, even when he's back healthy, uh, I, I I can't see much playing time at all for him uh, when he comes back. I, I think the Nuggets are right now establishing, uh, you know, rotations. You know, they've got their starting five. Uh, back and, and 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 now that the starting five is back, they're kind of trying to sort it out on the bench with Bruce Brown and Jeff Green and um, obviously Reggie Jackson and Thomas Bryant and um, you know the, the, this crew and I mean look we haven't even seen really Christian Brown a ton in the last few games either and so I, I think what we're starting to see is what this rotation will look like come playoff time and what we're starting to see also in. You know, going back to that Chicago game, I think if this if that game was about, let's say, a month, month and a half ago, we would, have seen, we would have seen Christian Brown in the game. We would have seen some other players just in the game um, because uh, they needed an injection of energy, some positive energy. But because we're about 16 games to the end of the season and you have a bench crew that you want to get chemistry and yet they have to understand the system, they have to understand each other, you leave them out there even though the game is going south on you because the bigger picture is when the playoffs start, these guys have to be able to operate kind of as a well-oiled machine or as close to it as they can be. Um, So for Zeke, I don't know that he figures into that anymore, just like Black Cole's finding it hard to figure into well, he was injured, Um, just like um, uh, Christopher Brown is finding it hard to figure into that. So... Um, we'll see. It remains to be seen, but I, it's too bad because, you know, Zeke, uh, he's a really, really good player, and I think he's a, a real. He can be a real asset uh, for a team, but it, um, he can't stay healthy, and, and that's really, really damaging um, his young career so far.
0: Chris Dempsey with us today on the Team Sports Network. Just a couple of questions, Chris, and we'll, we'll wrap it up here uh, with um, Reggie Jackson, his addition to this team, and it seems like, and that's one of those guys. That's where. You know, you mentioned where Michael Malone's trying to solidify what his bench looks like as we head toward the end of the regular season into the playoffs, and Reggie Jackson looks like he's still trying to kind of get his sea legs under him a little bit in a Nuggets uniform.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fact. You know, um, I remember the so in Cleveland, I did an interview with him prior to the game, um, and one of the questions I asked him was just, I, well, it was it was kind of a two parter. It was well, you were you you were you arrived you know, right prior to the all-star break, you watched them play a game. And now you have the entire all-star break in a couple of practices. You know, how much does that help? How much is that helping you, you know, be comfortable out here? And he's like, yeah, well, um, I'm not comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I barely know the playbook and I, I have to understand everything that's happening. And so, um, it is definitely a process and, and, um, you know, for for Reggie, it's about he's also kind of trying to work through some shooting struggles, or but like kind of ups and downs, I should say, roller coaster in his shooting, um, as long as well as learn to plays and learn his teammates and Thomas Bryant, the same thing. And so, it's um, it, it will be interesting, and that that's why another reason why they have to be on the court a lot. You know, they have to be on the court a lot to get into a good rhythm. Uh, Reggie Jackson is at the center of that because they really want him to. Um, along alongside Bruce Brown, I think, be the two main scorers off the bench. And Reggie Jackson also has the ability to put um, you know five, six assists on the board as well as five, six rebounds on the board too. So he can impact multiple stat categories. Um, but uh, I, I think we all just are going to watch him uh, just get more comfortable as the regular season goes on. And hopefully by the time the playoffs start, um, he's in a really good space.
0: And then tonight when the, the Nuggets play at San Antonio, uh, the Blue Arrow, Jamal Murray might end up yeah. being, most likely end up being an, an abysmal night from three-point range, uh, will end yeah. up being the Nuggets' all-time three-point leader, surpassing Will Barton.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, unless he goes over, right? Yeah. <laughs> all, he does, <laughs> all he needs is one. Um, yeah, and, and that'll be awesome. It, Jamal Murray's going to set that record out so far. It, it's going to be very tough for anybody. To catch. Well, you know what? Michael Porter Jr. might be the guy. <laughs> yeah, he might be the
0: guy who catches him, maybe.
2: <laughs> yeah, to catch it, to catch it later, but um, it, it, great for him. I know it means a lot to him uh, to have that record and, and I, I joked with Will Barton uh, he was just in with Toronto a couple of games ago and did an interview with him and I you know, I just posted, I said well you know Jamal last year said he's going to catch you for this uh, three point record and he's going to do that in the calendar year and he just laughed and he said well that record should never have been mine anyway because Jamal missed so much time with that injury um, and missed all those opportunities to, to make three point shots so um, Jamal is uh, has been you know, he has been a great shooter. He just he, he really just has, and he's been very consistent. Um, he, really early in his career, he would have these seasons where he would start off really struggling from the three-point line, and then he would kind of get it sorted out over the course of the over the course of the season. And he's not that player anymore. You know, he—he he knocks him in on a regular basis. He takes big shots. He makes big shots. Um, they mean something. It's not just empty calories. And in a three-point era, which where we are in the NBA. Um, my, you know, there's few players in Nuggets history that I can think uh, should have this record more than Jamal Murray.
0: Absolutely, Chris. I appreciate the extended time with us today. Thank you so much. I Always appreciate the insight, and uh, hopefully the Nuggets can can get a win tonight in San Antonio. I always appreciate the time.
2: Absolutely, it's great, great to be, great to be on. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Take care, Chris Dempsey from Altitude covers the Nuggets. Joining us today on the team, A lengthy discussion of the Kendrick Perkins comments and. That whole thing's just a mess. It's just it was unnecessary, and I, I, and, I get and, it. He's trying to get a name out there. He's trying to set himself apart. That's not how you do it, though. Come on, if you got if you and, got facts to back it up, then then okay, then fine. You're, if there's a question about the lack of racial diversity among reporters among voters for the MVP, okay, well then then roll that out. That's not true. Jalen Rose voted for Nikola Jokic. I mean, so is so is is he racist? Does his vote not count? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I just with with Perkins, it's just like, come on, man. If the, you the, the facts that you're trying to present are not facts, and there the thing, things you think that are true are not true. The thing that that Chris Dempsey pointed out
1: when we were talking with him just now, that it's it's that he's. It's almost impossible to argue against Nikola Jokic being MVP. Now, I was thinking about this the other day. There are good arguments for Giannis to be MVP. Absolutely. And maybe to a lesser extent. Joel Embiid as well. Joel Embiid. I think probably if you put the two of them against each other, I think Giannis would be a better choice, but that's
0: just... Uh, but, yeah, but those are the two other names that have come in up in that conversation.
1: And you can make, and with intelligence, you can make arguments for Giannis or for Joel Embiid. And I think if Kendrick Perkins had kind of started there and taken that approach, we would take him a little bit more seriously. But the fact that he went to when a Decided he's going to be contrarian,
0: and a bunch of white, you know, white voters are voting for Jokic, and that's why he's winning, and why black players are not winning. That Ex- that was ridiculous.
1: Except for the fact that for every like one Nikola Jokic, you have probably five. Yeah, it's players. You know, you have your Giannis who has won an MVP before. Your Lebrons, you know, your your Russell Westbrook's of the world, you know. There, it's, it's kind of a, I'm not going to say a totally rare occurrence, but in the history of the league.
0: Well, we went through it the other day. I mean, okay, Nicola's won the last two. Giannis won back-to-back ones. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry won back-to-back. Kevin Durant, LeBron James won back-to-back. Derek Rose, LeBron went back-to-back again. Kobe Bryant, Dirk Dirk Nowitzki. Okay, there's your other there's your, yeah. Caucasian player along with Nicola. And Steve Nash won back-to-back. So you had three consecutive years of a white player winning the MVP. And then it was Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan back-to-back, Allen Iverson, Shaq, Carl Malone, Michael Jordan, Carl again, Jordan again, David Robinson, Hakeem Elijah won, Charles Barkley, Jordan back-to-back, Magic three times in a row, Jordan, uh, and then it was Magic again. Larry won it three years in a row, Larry Bird. So So, we've
1: heard four names, not even just the times that they've been MVP, the the names, Nash, Jokic, Bird, and uh, what's his name? Novitski. Thank you. For some reason, my brain was telling me Novak Djokovic. I'm like, that's (laughs) wrong on so many levels. No. But that's four names out of, what, 35, 40 others? So...
0: Essentially, eight times since 1983, a Caucasian player, white players, won the MVP.
1: So, that's 40 years, eight times, the other 32 would be
0: players of yeah.
1: of non-white origin.
0: And then you go, before, okay, before that, we'll go even a little bit deeper. 83, 83, 82 is Moses Malone. Dr. J in 81. Kareem in 80. Moses Maloney in 79. Bill Walton, there's your other white player. So, nine times. Kareem back-to-back, Bob McAdoo. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in 74. Dave Cowens, there's 10. Kareem back-to-back, Willis Reed. Wes Unseld, Wilt one of three straight times. Bill Russell, Oscar Robertson. Go to 63, Bill Russell. 63, 62, 61. Wilt, Bob Pettit. So, since 1959... <laughs> 11 Caucasian players have won the MVP. There you go. And they started the MVP in 56. Bob Pettit was your first one. So, let's let's bump the brakes on this kind of BS. Alright. Text or call us 970-242-1340. Jim along with Cake today from the Bozarth-Miller, Chevrolet Buick Studios, most trusted name in automobiles. It's time for...
3: That's the story of the greatest sport moment of all of history.
2: It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. Back in
0: time. And we'll lead off with one of those guys I just mentioned. Will Chamberlain becomes the first NBA player to score 3,000 points in a season, doing it back in 1961, 1991. Eddie Sutton of Oklahoma State becomes the first coach to lead four schools to the NCAA Tournament. Also took Creighton, Arkansas, and Kentucky to the big dance. 2002, John Stockton records his 15,000th career assist. 2004, Orlando's Tracy McGrady scores a franchise record. 62 points, also 2018. Texas Southern earns an automatic bid in the NCAA Tournament after starting the season 0-13. and And don't forget, Brackapalooza coming up on Tuesday, by the way. At Warehouse 2565, it's 2565 American Way. Fill out your bracket this Sunday evening. Or you can fill it out on Monday as well. It doesn't matter. Go to team 1340com fill out your bracket, print your bracket off, and then bring it to Warehouse 2565 on Tuesday from 530 until 730. Bring your bracket. Please put your first name, your last name on it, your telephone number, cell number, and your username on on the website because you have to sign up for Palooza at theteam1340.com, powered by Ed Bozarth, Mark Miller, Chevrolet, Buick. So bring your bracket to Palooza. Show up at 5.30, you get 10 bonus points. Show up at 6, you get 8 bonus points. Show up at 6.30, you get 6 bonus points. 7 o'clock, you get 4 bonus points. Also on Tuesday night, you'll have a chance to win a pair of Avalanche tickets for the game March 24th against the Arizona Coyotes. So stop by, enjoy some food and drink specials, we're going to watch the first four in the stadium area. And, uh, of course, once again, it's powered by Ed Bozarth, Mark Miller, Chevrolet, Buick. But once again, if you're going to bring brackets for points,
1: make sure you can- they're yours.
0: You cannot bring anybody else's. They've got to bring their own bracket. We will not count points. If you bring your office and everybody's bracket, you'll get counted. They will not for the bonus points, which could be crucial in you winning Palooza. We'll take a break. We'll wrap it up with some garbage time. that's next on The Jim Davis Show.
2: Good morning, gentlemen. What are the haps? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado Sports Leader, The Team. Welcome back, 9
0: 952, Jim along with Cake today. Coming up, a lot Pac 12 semifinals tonight, six forty-five. Uh, we were going to bring you Mesa Baseball today, but that's been moved to Saturday, Sunday, Monday with Metro State. So Jim Rome coming up in a few minutes. Time right now to hop in the dumpster and wrap it up with some garbage time.
2: We're taking out the trash. It's garbage time on the Jim Davis Show on the team.
3: Oh, I love trash.
1: I got something for garbage time if you uh, if you didn't have one. I've, to I've got
0: something. Go right ahead.
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe we have the same thing or not. Charles Barkley Getting in on the Kendrick Perkins Nikola Jokic uh, discussion, if you will. So Thursday night inside the NBA, um, Shaq casually dropped that he, if he had the vote, he would vote for Giannis for MVP, and that's all right, fair. And that's what Charles Barkley to Shaq said: "You're only voting for him because he's black." <laughs> They didn't mention Perkins by name, but I think we all I know. Think, who I he think was. we know who they're talking about. Who he was referring to there?
0: Remember when the Jets beat the Packers and Saucy, Saucy. cornerback uh, Sauce Gardner put the cheese head on? Oh yes. After the Jets beat the Packers at Lambeau. Yep. Well, to help woo Aaron Rodgers, he took that same cheese head and lit it on fire. When he was <laughs> in that podcast with Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. So, hoping that the burning of the cheese head will uh, uh, entice Aaron Rodgers... A good omen. ...to come to the Jets.
1: Burnt cheese. Nothing like it.
0: In that case, Maybe burnt rubber.
1: Burnt styrofoam. Burnt something. That's probably got, like, toxic chemicals that, if you tried to light it on fire, would cause some sort of, some sort of chemical burn or something.
0: So... Guess there was another incident with Ja Morant and a high school kid? Oh, God. I guess this was back in September. Make it very quick here. According to TMZ Sports, Morant, his baby daughter, parents, and a group of adult males showed up at a high school gym to confront a student who had a confrontation with Morant's sister. What are you doing? According to the documents, most of the group, excluding Morant's father, went to confront the student in the stands at the game who had been quarreling with Ja's sister. Oh, boy. What are you doing, Ja? Okay, it's it's no wonder he behaves like this. The people around him. Are behaving enc- like idiots. En- encourage that behavior. His parents. It's his family. That's the it's worst like, thing. It's, they're supposed to be the ones that keep you grounded and keep you from getting out of trouble and doing stupid crap. No, they're the ones that are helping encourage some of the stupid behavior. Oh, that's our show for today. Jim Rome's coming up next. Hope you have a great weekend. Go Mavs. Don't forget Mavs. Angelo State Regional Basketball Tournament tomorrow night right here on the team. Pre-game for that one at 6.15 with tip-off at 6.30. For Cake, I'm Jim. Have a great day.